Welcome back. You're listening to Off the Cuff, and we're here today continuing our conversation with Dr. Sid Govindan and John Young. So, so one of the things I want to I want to try to emphasize a bit is uh, the complexity of this, and then and then in addition to that, you know, the other thing that was overwhelming is how do we actually attach to all these electronic medical records in all of these offices across the entire country? I don't know how many offices there are, but uh, but it's a lot. <laughs> and so uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about, about that complexity. Sure. So um, for the first piece in terms of how, do, how does a computer make these kinds of decisions or at least be able to provide a recommendation that, hey, this is likely a case that will be approved. One of the things, the um, great value and assets that Evercore has is a large volume of historical cases 100,000 something cases that are processed a day. And that is from a data science standpoint, from a machine learning standpoint, just a treasure trove of information that allows one to utilize a computer to basically say, hey, can we start to look at those cases and see, are there certain data elements that provide us these patterns that mean that this case is very likely to be approved. Now, obviously, as part of this process, we have to really test it out and we have to start to see, okay, if we do this on a certain fraction of cases and we don't do it on a certain fraction of cases, how do those results compare, okay? And so there's a whole set of kind of auditing systems and things like that that have to be in place to ensure the continued accuracy of this approach. With all the historical data that Evercore had, team of engineers, from Cupid, um, the historical Cupid, that were able to start to put together these set of models that allowed us to then, you know, approach this. And initially, these models were used primarily for Evercore's business to say that there's a certain percentage of cases that maybe we don't need a nurse to review, or maybe we don't need someone using the existing Evercore portal to fill out the rest of the survey because statistically, the likelihood of this being approved is so high, okay? What we did is to say, we have this existing technology. Now with, and to your second question, we can, if we're connected to the medical record system, now say we can pull those data elements that we had historically used as part of the statistical model to make our determinations. And if we can do it all in a seamless way, in a touchless way that occurs what we currently do at the point of of a case being scheduled to automatically have that information sent to us, then we're in a position to truly provide value because literally cases can disappear from the work queue and we can, with our connection to the EHR, write back that information. Now the process of us connecting to various medical record systems um, for the most part, when we connect, and we, we, we connect right now with Epic Medical Record Systems, which is, as, as most people know, a huge market player in, in the realm of e- medical record systems within the U.S., but we connect using standard technologies, like a 278 message, which has been around and is a, is a message specification standard that's been around for a while. And our approach currently does require that, you know, we interface with various providers and we um, work with them to set up that connection so that one, everything is secure, and two, that we at least in our early stages can work very closely with them to ensure that the data that we get is accurate and that we're using it appropriately so that we can do that and and get that kind of touchless transaction occurring so that we can use it and provide this this touchless experience of approvals. 
The one other piece that I will add is the information that we get from the 278 message is inherently limited, and that is based upon how these kinds of systems have been set up. When we as physicians, as clinicians, as people that do prior authorization know, the actual information for a large subset of cases is actually much more complex and requires clinical review processes by nurses, by physicians, to really look at that information and start to see, well, does this case truly meet what we need for an adjudication? Is this truly an appropriate utilization of healthcare? And so for that subset of cases where our models are unable to make a recommendation for approval, we have also worked with medical record system, EPIC, to start to say, hey, can we also pull that information that is required for clinical review? So in this optimal state, and that final piece of pulling that information for clinical review is under development, but um, very active development, and there's been significant strides in it. But if in, in this ideal world, we have a percentage of cases that immediately flow through the process because our model said statistically, this case is very likely to be approved. And then we have the remaining cases where with our connectivity, our deeper connectivity, we're able to start to pull that additional clinical and say, our models right now could not make an approval, but we can at least send over information we think is important for that case. So today, or in a short amount of time, could undergo clinical review by the clinicians at Evercore, for example, to do the rest of the adjudication. I'll also add that this ability to pull that additional information then sets us up for more sophisticated models to be able to start to look at that information that we've now pulled and some of that text that we've now pulled to see what can we do further now that we have this additional information to start to use even more models or more kinds of technology to start to see based on text data, what now statistical inferences can we make to further expedite the process and remove the provider burden. So is that, that referring to the natural language processing kind of abilities and, and essentially, is that what, the, like the, the, the system actually reading, so to speak, the, the medical record to a degree? Correct. So um, within all of this text, there's various kinds of processes. The natural language processing is a technique that a lot of our engineers um, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and NLP engineers utilize to essentially parse the text data that comes along and be able to make certain kinds of um, classifications off, off the various text that they see. And then, you know, there's various processes in the pipeline that, you know, our NLP experts are, you know, very proficient at of being able to take that information and then very similar to how machine learning works to start to utilize that to start to say, if we see this various combination of data based on historical analyses, we're able to draw these kinds of statistical likelihoods that this is truly a case that meets appropriateness for the procedure. I was just going to build off, you know, Sid's, Sid's comments. I mean, you just listening to, to that, you, you understand how complex breaking down the interactions of a provider group and their teams and, and the clinicians with Evacor. And, 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 you know, we have, are really taking a very pragmatic approach to, to solving this problem and making it very meaningful to the providers. We could, we could easily 
you know, automate a lot of things on our portals, but that's still making providers and their teams go to portals. And our idea and our goal and, and what we're really being very successful on right now is starting to move cases directly in a more natural workflow with the providers. And that takes time. It takes a lot of work to ensure that the information coming into Evacore from the EMRs or the EHRs is you know, appropriate, it's clean, it matches the, the standards that we need in order to be able to initiate the process. And then as Sid mentioned, there, there's all of the efforts to you know, not just engineer the software and engineer the design of the, the workflow, but to engage with clinicians and actually understand the information that's coming in and ensure that we are reflecting the accuracy and appropriateness of a clinical decision or determination off of that information and not just letting the, the kind of, uh, you know, bits and bytes of technology make the decisions for us. So it's really critical. I mean, I think one of the strengths Evacore has is just the robust depth of clinical knowledge and clinical team members that work and interact with our technology teams to make sure that, that we're doing this right. And we don't move anything into the market and we till, till we know it's actually performing the way that it, a clinician would perform in regards to the decisions and determinations that we make. And, and it's really important for us to say, we would never use technology to make a, a decision that says it was not an appropriate uh, procedure or test. That is left to, you know, the peer-to-peer -peer and one-on-one -on -one discussions between clinicians and clinicians to make sure that the case is fully understood before any kind of adverse determination is rendered. And, and we still feel that's the interaction that needs to occur. When it gets to that point that we are not able to approve a case using automation technology and the information from the EMR, let's have that conversation and let's make sure that we understand exactly what's going on with the patient. We understand why uh, the procedure may or may not be appropriate and, and get to the right decision because we do want to accelerate care and we want to make sure that care is appropriate. You've been listening to Off the Cuff. We're gonna continue our conversation next time with Dr. Sid Govindan and John Young.